Hey, Freedom Jumpers, welcome to episode 53 of the Agency Freedom Podcast, where we help insurance professionals move from captivity to freedom. My co-host for this episode is none other than Ms. Ciara Gravier, who you've heard from a couple of times in the last few episodes. I picked her specifically because she is outstanding at the topic of this episode. One of the most consistently requested topics that we have received in the last few months is talking about ENS insurance. How do we write surplus uh, and excess insurance profitably? How do we do it quickly and efficiently so that uh, you can put more of it into your agency and, and do it in a way that makes sense in the larger operation? I think you're really going to enjoy the dialogue. We get all the way into the weeds and a couple of times uh, in this episode, CR and I both do. Uh, we get tactical, we get nuanced, and I think it is something that you're uh, really going to be able to take away and immediately put into action in your agency. So before we jump in, I have the same three requests I always do. Uh, please subscribe on the platform of your choice. Drop us a review and share this podcast with someone that you know that's still in captivity. Uh, captivity begins between your ears, but it impacts every facet of your business. Regardless of whether uh, you are an agent for a captive carrier or you're already on the independent side, uh, captivity is still something that is very dangerous. And that is what we are all about, is helping each and every one of us, myself included, move from captivity to freedom in every possible context. So thanks for being on this journey with us as we are finding our way in season two. This is episode 53 of the Agency Freedom Podcast. Let's go. There are two kinds of people in the insurance industry. Those who are captive and those who are free. This is the Agency Freedom Podcast. There is so much I wish I would have known before I made the freedom jump to the independent side. I mean, even now, I feel like I'm learning something new every single month. We're all about helping insurance agency owners and sales professionals reach your maximum potential and flex your freedom. My team and I replaced six years of captive agency revenue in 17 months with Riskwell. 17 months, man. It's crazy. This show is where I share our successes, our failures, and what I've learned along the way. We lay out a blueprint of how to make your freedom jump from captive to indie to market domination. I'm bringing you colleagues from markets across the country with dozens of different specialties. They're eager to share their stories and best practices with you. I'm your host, James Jenkins. Welcome to Agency Freedom Podcast. Let's go. Hey folks, welcome to the very first episode of season two of the Agency Freedom Podcast, where we take insurance professionals from captivity to freedom. Man, I like how that new tagline sounds. That's uh, It's like evolved. It's, it's all grown up and mature now. Awesome. This is a special episode because it is the first one that we have a legit official co-host. She is not an interviewee this time, ladies and gents. Uh, she is my co-host, the hostess with the mostess, Ciara <laughs> uh, Gravier from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm honored to be the first of your new tagline. 
first yeah, you, co-host you have heard it Tyler. as we record it. You hear it it's before great. anybody else it. in a live episode. I like the other Man. one, honestly, but this one, it, it's more impactful. This one, it's a it bigger has picture. some more legs, you know, yes. it's yes. yeah, for sure. Cause don't get me wrong. There's still market domination happening. Let's yes. be honest here. Uh, but moving from captivity to freedom, it's, it's a little broader, you know, it is uh, broader because I heard the podcast where you, you know, gave the, backstory of why you're changing it and it's true even as some of us on this side we are held a little captive to our own ways our ideas our process everything so i like it i like it a lot yeah you know there were several items that i wish i would have put in that list in the episode in process and system and a, a lack of appropriate planning i think are the big things uh that we're missing from that list so i'm really glad that you shared that because yeah, like listening it. to the episode uh like i listen to every episode because i want to get better I'm trying to, you know, clean it up as in any way possible. Uh, but yeah, I, I think captivity to bad or non-existent processes or processes that you don't actually follow. So they are irrelevant. Um, yeah, I think that's probably the most dangerous kind of captivity because the collateral damage of that kind of captivity is, whew, man, it's bad. Yeah. Which leads us to what we're talking about yeah. in this episode <laughs> perfectly. You go... The, the main reason why I picked you is not just because you're awesome uh, and you're fast becoming one of my favorite people in the industry, <laughs> but you are in South Florida. Your entire business is commercial. Most of your business, I don't know what percentage, but a really high percentage of your business is ENS, right. excess and surplus, aka non-admitted uh, for the people that may not be terribly familiar with it. I can't think of anybody else better suited to to be my tag team on a conversation about how to write ENS business profitably and do it in a fast and efficient way, do it at scale and do it in a way uh, where we can turn a good profit and, and have something to show for all of our efforts. Uh, because you do it better than most people, as good as probably anybody, uh, Unless there's, you know, I'm sure there's other people in South Florida sure. that are a lot bigger agency than oh, yours who, you know, might do more volume, mm-hmm. but from a process standpoint, I bet you do it as well as anybody. Well, thank you. And I'm, I, and I'm refining every, every time I go to a convention or April was a packed month for us, right? With mm-hmm. conventions and the, and brain share. And, um, every time I leave one of those, I come back and I do something better. So yeah. That's kind of, you know, being a two-person office. I need, I need to rely on something to make it more efficient. Because yeah. I don't, like you said, I don't have the the staff to back it up any other way. Well, the beautiful thing about where you are, Ciara, is you don't have a choice. Right. You have to be fast. You <laughs> yeah. have to be efficient, right. or else you're losing money. Because you can't just pawn it off yeah. on a team member. Because you don't yet have a team member uh, other than you and Jordan, right? Guillermo. Well, more, I just said Jordan when I met Jordan. Guillermo. Hey, <laughs> yeah. G, if you're listening to this, that's my bad. You know, you can just take off your glove and smack me across the face. Yes. Sorry, Jordan, husband, Guillermo, yes. business partner. Gu- Guillermo, pr- work husband. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Goodness. Yeah. Can you tell it's Monday afternoon it's, and I'm already yes. torched? Goodness. Cool. <laughs> okay. So let me get the right name coming out of my mouth. Yeah, so Guillermo, a.k.a. Yeah. Mr. G. Uh, well, that's funny that you say that because then my dad is here and we call him the G. So. The G. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> but you haven't met him yet. So. That's just complicated. I'm I not going to remember that. No. <laughs> so, can I... 
I'll just call him Guillermo. There's yeah. just too many <laughs> syllables and I'm lazy. I so I tried yeah. to find a way to shorten Guillermo. Gotcha. Uh, but I mean, you guys, Vera. Vera. There <laughs> yeah, you go. Yeah, that's his last name. There you go. Well, there you go. It's fewer syllables than way Guillermo. Way better. Yeah. There's only two of you. So you don't have any option but to be fast and efficient and really effective from initial contact to the delivery of the quote to the binding of a policy and all of the, let's be honest, a lot of post-binding obligations Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with an admitted uh, account. You get the bind, you submit the billing information, and you're more or less done because it probably updates the AMS through Ivan's. And you're probably going to save a couple of docs in your, your folder sure. and update the sales pipeline. And then you're done. Then you move, move on, on to the next thing. Yep. Yep. And obviously an ENS. And sorry, let me rephrase that for just a second. Because one of, the, as one of the things we talked about in Kansas City, I'm really trying to remove the word obviously from my vocabulary. Because <laughs> far too often when someone says, well, obviously, it's not obvious. So... Yeah. Now, that, now when I find myself saying, obviously, it's like, hold on a second. Is it really right. obviously? I think it's or, obvious to us because we're in the space. But yeah, Because for someone, we know it yeah. and we do it every single day. James, do you, do you know that even if I have access to an admitted market through a broker, it's basically like I'm writing an ENS account anyway. I, I, don't, mm. I, I don't get to push, to push bind. So I still have to submit the accords. I still mm. have to do all of that. No, oh, that's just it's terrible. Gross. Yeah, it's accords bad. for an admitted market. Yep, yep. Because I don't Man. have direct access. So honestly, yet. all all right. Yet, uh, keyword. Uh, yet. Everything that we do is basically treated like that. I mean, for the comp, I could do it direct. You know, mm-hmm. I have two direct markets, but uh, for anything outside of that, it's it's basically always treated as that. Yeah, I'm just trying to wrap my head around how much suck it must be to do a full ENS Accord submission for an admitted market mm-hmm. just because you don't have a direct code. And they pay less commission Ugh. when I write when I, when I I write with them. That's, so, just, that's gross, it's man. It's terrible, yeah. One of the things that I did that helped me do it more profitably was really the relationship. I got, a, I got an underwriter that really was in my corner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was, you know how it goes when you're new, right? You're, you're starting, you're at the bottom of the pile. It doesn't matter how many years of experience Yes, being the you know the submission being complete helps you a little bit, but a lot of underwriters already have their connections with their, you know, preferred agencies that write mm-hmm. the bulk of you know send them the bulk of their business. And I was starting over from scratch, and even the the underwriter that we had the best relationship with at my other agency, now it's almost non-existent because mm. you know two years passed. Yeah, I, and and no hard feelings, but um, I I was able to find one that is hungry, that he gave us a threshold that we had to meet with premium, and he was going to up our commission two points. So we did that mm. because, that. like you said, yeah, a two person agency here, two points shaves. It's a nice little cushion when when you know we're two people. Yeah, and it also so. makes it that much faster that you can hire, a, you know, a remote exactly. team member or VA exactly. or someone to help yep. with the data entry. Because, right. man, that twenty four hundred dollars. I mean, obviously, when you're a two person agency and you're scraping and clawing and getting off of, you know, scratch where mm-hmm. you were, mm-hmm. you know, that twenty four hundred dollars to hire a VA. That's a lot of coin on a monthly mm-hmm. basis. Right. Right. Now, and that's then, it's, and then, yeah, that's first of all, that's a different conversation, right? Because then it's like, do they work out? Do they not? You're, you're, you know, you have to go through three or four. Mm-hmm. before you find one that sticks it's it's and every month it's more 2400 every single month yeah 
Yeah. No. So having this relationship, I think that's one of the best things because he understands that time is money. Mm-hmm. I'm not waiting four days for quotes yeah. anymore. So yeah. getting this partnership with, with him, I mean, I have his cell phone number. We text each other. He told us, he came to visit us. And he says, if you guys need me to go with you to win over a large contractor or anything. The, I think the beauty in it, and I think if anyone is getting started writing ENS or they're having a hard time, it's finding an underwriter that has done our side of the job. Mm-hmm. Because yep. the ones that have never sat in the chair where we are, they don't understand the the essence of time and yep. how we lose if we're not quick enough. So I really wanted this episode, and hold on, let me use my fancy button here. I wanted this episode <laughs> to be tactical and practical and really like immediately uh, applica- application, applicable, whatever whatever the words are, to, to the listener uh, to take this and then just deploy it immediately. So I would love it if, if you and I can just break into this thing and just talk process at a very granular level for a little bit and and go from the very beginning from the way that discovery happens and, and talk about website, you know, the form, how do we go about discovery? And then just walk through the process from that initial contact through the steps, you know, to quote delivered. And then from there to bound and then what post binding looks like and just be super tactical from a start to finish um, perspective. We can talk about tech and I know you and I both are a big fan of two particular vendors here uh, in uh, Wonderite and Pathpoint uh, that make the whole process a lot easier in, in many regards. Let's set the tech aside for a second and talk just purely nuts and bolts process. Uh, I'd love to hear you go first about what your process is as granular as you want to be. And then I'll follow up behind you with any any differences in how we operate uh, so the listeners can hear it from two different people that are doing this every day. So yeah, why, why don't you kick us off? I can't wait to hear yours because I know mine is going to improve after hearing yours because we don't do a lot of, um, you know, we don't get a lot of inbound leads. We're, we're working on that right now with Chris Langel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, on, on shout building. out to Chris Langel, yes. local traffic marketing. Yeah, we're, there's we're, your free plug, Chris. Yeah, we're 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 in the talks of that as far as like, you know, putting some money towards that just to get a little bit of traction in, in that area. So a lot of our uh, referrals and our leads come in from our networking uh, mm-hmm. efforts, which we do. We are missing that piece of the stuff incoming. I was listening to a podcast. I think it was with Jim Schubert. I think it might have been Jim Schubert and and uh, Langel. Actually, mm-hmm. he was it was him, and he was talking about the agent that refer that only relies on referrals. What happens when those dry up? Yeah. So and that yep. made me think, and I was like, I need to do a little bit of everything. Anyways, so because we don't have a ton coming in right now through our website, it's typically a discovery call that does happen just either in a meeting. A lot of people right now are face-to-face, like they're open to it. We go, you know, face-to-face, have a 30-minute meeting. Um, we do it or, or we set up a call via Zoom if they if they prefer it that way. And we get to know them and ask them, like, really, what what's going on? Why are you looking to switch? Is it price? Is it service? Is there coverage concerns on a scale? Like, and then, and then if it, if we have to reword the question, one of the questions we ask them as well is price aside, why are you shopping around? Like, mm-hmm. what is it? What what has brought us here? Uh, aside from price, we know price is a thing. But 
let's talk about that. We figure out if we're a good fit for them. If we don't get the whole account, we're not a good fit right off the bat. Because 100% we're not, agree. Yeah, we're not piecing. I can't afford to piece an, uh, an account apart. It, that would not be profitable for me. Um, I know that there's a, a little bit of tension in between agents and all the Facebook chats about that. I mean, a policy is better than none. Not not in my agency. Not when it's taking me so long to write it and in the process that I have to go through. It's not because it's the, it's the I still have to do a certificate for one policy or five. Yeah. So it's well, not, and, it's and not and a once, question. Once you and I start pressing towards the middle market and, and moving in the direction of the middle market, you very quickly learn the work involved on a $2,000 revenue account is very, very, very similar to yep. the work, the amount of work and the complexity of the work on a $20,000 revenue account. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> the problem is once you, once you taste that sweet nectar of a $200,000 premium account, you recognize, wait a second. I didn't do anything the, different. <laughs> the pro- Oh, I want more of that. Right. And suddenly the, you know, the $20,000 premium account no longer becomes interesting. Right. You realize yeah. it's the same amount of work and the same amount of, generally speaking, right? It's the same yeah. amount of, of work. Yeah. I agree with that. So that's Sorry, one rule. That's, I, here I am interrupting you. Go it's ahead. fine. No, no, no. It's yeah. fine. So yeah, we take, it's all or nothing. If you're not ready to move everything, then we're not ready to help you. Let us know when you're ready to come into the bunker, right? We have our bunker edge four-step process that we briefly go over. And by this point, we can gauge a little bit, like, do they care or are they just looking for price? And that's even something that we, we've we had it. We didn't really like super, super enforce it. And then I went to one of your Wednesday calls and you told us about how you pre-qualify your people. And I was like, we have to stick to our guns because it's hard. It's hard, right? When you when you get a referral and you also don't want to make the person look bad that referred you. So it's like if I if I have to do it the ENS way and I have to do it in the way that takes me the longest, it's all or nothing. I have cover wallet where if it's a small thing, I'll push them through there. But outside of that, it's all or nothing. So we do that. We set up the discovery call. During the discovery call, we decide, are we moving on? Mm-hmm. Are we a good fit for each other? Are you willing to give us these things that we need? Are you willing... What are your pain points? Can we yeah. solve them? Love right. It. Then we use Wonderwrite to gather mm. our supplementals because Wonderwrite. <laughs> God bless them. They make yeah. it so much easier. Yeah, for sure. So they've been a big a big help for us. So we use Wonderwrite to gather our our supplementals. We do everything we need there for uh, the submissions. We let them know. Are you in the beta for the Zapier integration no. with Wonderwrite? Mm-mm. Because they, they literally just went live last week. I can't wait for that. Yeah. So the basic risk profile data, you know, name, phone, email, mm-hmm. mailing address, classification, all of that can get pushed in via Zapier to create a new risk profile. Awesome. As of, by the time someone's listening to this episode, it's uh, it's probably available for your use. That's what so, I've been waiting. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So Wonderwrite is getting even awesome. better. That's awesome. I'm super excited for that. Um. So wonder, right, gather the information that we need, do all that. You know, the submission stuff is kind of, it is what it is. We do that on our end. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I have my brokers. I know what they like to write. I know who to send it to. I don't, I don't shotgun approach. I'm not sending it to seven brokers. I send it to my one guy that returns it to me the fastest. If he, and he'll tell me within an hour, I could do it. Give me two hours or I can't do it. I don't have the market. I'm not competitive. Then I'll go to my next one. 
because that's 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 the beauty. It's ba- I almost have a direct market with him. He'll tell me immediately. I can do it or mm-hmm. I can't. So he's really been a game changer for us. Um, once I know whether he can or can't do it, then um, once we get the proposals back, we create the proposal. We send a uh, quote vid via, again, Advisor Evolved, <laughs> our website. Yeah. And so we send them the quote vid. We password protect it you know, specially for them so that they feel special. They know it's, you know, it's pertaining to them. And then once they want to go on ahead and move on, we, we use InsureSign, we use Hawksoft for our managing system. So, Mm -hmm. you know, send, send them the documentation for signature, InsureSign, binding process, gather payment, all that stuff in the background. If they're in the pipeline for a couple of days, this is what we just hired Stackwise for, to help us with our onboarding. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it's a little clunky right now. Not not our onboarding. I'm sorry. Just the the sales pipeline. Like when the they're in there. Yeah, in between like the nurturing campaign and the text. Like, hey, are you yeah. ready to move on? That 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 needs a little bit of massaging. To get them from quote delivered to a yes. bind request. Yes. Yeah. So we're gonna. I actually have a meeting with him tomorrow for that. So I'm excited to start working with that. Oh, did um, somebody uh, bump and you got moved up? Yeah. I. He Fantastic. responded to me immediately, and I was like, "You're so sweet. Thank you. I'm super excited because yeah. I think that's the missing piece. I think that's gonna make us even faster." Casey's problem is that he has had so much. He's delivered great results for so many people. He can't hire help fast enough. So he he has already reached problem. his his bandwidth on his current staff. Yeah. You know, the only complaints that I've heard about Stackwise or Casey, uh, for those of you that don't know, Casey Nelson's a personal friend of mine. He's He's got a company called Stackwise that helps with uh, automation, uh, setting up and implementing and, and managing automations and data moving from one place to another. And uh, Yassiara recently connected with him and is in the process of getting things moving forward. So, now we're just doing all kinds of shout outs in this I episode. <laughs> so, Casey, Stackwise, uh, there's your shout outs. And... Uh, Nobody's paying for any of these, come to think of it. So we're just, uh, <laughs> we're giving freely. Yeah. We don't have well, any listen, pay, you know what? It's, it's also, we're, we're giving freely, but they're also really dedicated to us. And they deserve it. They all deserve all the shout outs we can yep, give them. Yep. They're dedicated to us and our channel and our success. So they deserve it. Okay. Sure. So you, you do the whole delivery and follow up thing and then what? And then, um, obviously they want to move forward with us, binding process, you know, sign uh signatures payments they get uh, we move them to the onboarding uh portion of agency zoom which we recently signed up with as well they get then they get the onboarding campaign that way and um that's pretty much it it's pretty basic then my dad follows up with the welcome phone call we have you know something traditional for the warm and fuzzies yeah, that's integrated in their welcome phone call. Ask them, you know, how did it go? They get a request for a Google review. Those things. Hmm. Yeah, Casey's gonna blow up that part of your that, process. You see, I it can needs tell you help. Right now. It's basic. It's very basic. I told you I was trying to build it myself, and it's not my forte. Yeah, there's there's several things that Casey, because I know his process and how yeah. he operates. He and I have had many conversations, as you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, that last part there, the the ringless voicemail drop, is gonna be yep. your best friend. Yep. For sure. Because, yep. I mean, that goes for any uh, voice message that is able to be templated. You know, if it's the same message repeatedly, you really should ringless voicemail drop that thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
Yeah, anything you want to add before you, uh, you hand me the microphone and I, no. I tweak a little bit? I mean, it, it's it's pretty basic. I know that it needs some help. Um, and I could dress it up probably to make it a better experience for people. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the way we've been doing it. And honestly, I, I realized when – that's the beauty of going to these conventions. Every time I go to these conventions, maybe because I went to two in one month, I was overwhelmed like we oh, spoke yeah, about. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It, it, definitely overwhelmed. Worth it, though, because definitely worth it. But when I went to IOA last year um, and during one of the lunches, I was actually sitting next to Dawn. Uh, that we had dinner with her at BrainShare from Minnesota. And then a gentleman and his wife that were in New York, and we were talking about agency fees. Mm. And I said, I don't charge agency fees because I feel like, I just feel like it's, you know, I shouldn't and it's not right and all this stuff. And Don was like, "Mm, you're doing it all wrong. And honestly, when I went back and I did them, when I came home and I went back and I did the math and I realized that I had left easily $19,000 on the table. I was like, you're an idiot. Yeah. You want to pay for a VA? There's well over half of what an annual VA cost is going to be. 19,000 because I'm a nut cuz I'm too nice. I just felt bad. I literally just felt bad. Well, they they trust us. They're already paying us, you know, we get a commission. We can, we use that as a as a wedge with other agencies and she was like, you're doing it all wrong. No. How many <laughs> letters do you have after exactly. your name? That's what she said. She you goes, got no. a crap ton of letters, lady. She's you did the time, and I was are, like, are are you worth a fee? Yeah, I am. Are you delivering value? Yes. That justifies the fee beyond just the placement yes. of an insurance product. Hundred percent. I educate everyone that comes across. Well, my there email. you go. There's your yes. fee. Yeah. Probably yeah. to a fault, honestly. I probably educate myself out of some sales, probably. But but it's you know, in my nature. <laughs> One of the things that I've had a lot of, because I talk too much too. I know, shocker, anyone listening is <laughs> like, whoa, hold, stop the presses. You talk too much? <laughs> no, like seriously though, um, I, I'm an info dump guy if I'm not careful. Uh, one of the things we've been really intentional about, specifically on that one point, is developing one-page handouts uh, that has really specific See? info what? on a very, very specific topic. Like only with one specific topic, like best practices about deductible selection or, you know, something around that strategy, just as an example, like, Hey, if we think of deductible, uh, stra- uh, selection as a really small way to engage in risk management, you know, what's your risk tolerance? What kind of losses are we looking at for this deductible? Is it GL? Is it property? Is it work comp? You know, auto, what are we talking about here? just that one little thing, instead of having a three or four minute conversation with an insured, develop a one page resource. And if it comes up in conversation, then just include that as your, you know, debrief documents that you send from the, for the conversation. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, What's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have in 30 days. That's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You 
provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him, I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's, let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed, let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia, we saw his operation, and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at Virtual Intel, that's with two L's, that's Virtual, I-N-T-E-L-L.com. Go check us out, see what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology, delivered right into your agency, and you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, recruiting, recreating, trying to find processes. Just, there's so much stuff, I can't even say it right. That's right, Virtual Intel, cast certified. I was thinking about doing like taking a page from Chris books library um, from taking a page from Chris green and doing like a library of education where it's like, mm -hmm. I explain co-insurance in writing all the time. And I figured, yeah. you know, like maybe do a video that's on my to-do list at some point as Absolutely. well to build that. Yeah. And we started that and we're probably 20% of the way through the stuff that we need to have for just the basic, like the one Oh one level right. of the content. Mm -hmm so much room for growth there and you know one of the the best parts about hiring help and uh jennifer uh jennifer wallace joined our team on may 1st as our first ever full-time commercial person in the department aside from nice. myself awesome and just the biggest thing that she's going to do is free up more of my time so that i can be the executive more than be the guy who just manages the commercial department at risk well right and she knows that. Like, I told her flat out, I'm going to put a lot of things on your plate and I'm going to give you a lot of responsibility as soon as I feel like you're ready for it because it will enable me to be the executive more often and to do things like create good content until we hire a marketing manager or director, which is probably the, this time next year, we'll hire a full-time marketing person who will in large part be responsible for you know, creating content. Um, but anyways, I digress. So all of that, 100% agree with. You should definitely record that co-insurance video. Mm -hmm. Because to borrow one from Ryan Hanley, when you have good content sitting on, on right. your website, sitting on your YouTube channel, it's like a marketer that's working for you 24-7. 24-7, yep. Yeah, and I 100% agree. And Hanley's content is I mean, fantastic. he's a genius with that, absolutely. Yeah, I mean... He's a machine. The, he's almost Chris Green volume of content. Right. He puts a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah. Um, Sorry, let me go ahead and, and, and just roll the train back for a second. So with our process, and there you go, that little button again. I have the, the ding, the little bell, but I feel like that's more abrasive. It doesn't sound yeah. as pleasant. No, because the swoosh sounds like you're like flipping a page. Changing, like, like flipping yeah. a page. Yeah, yep. aggressively flipping a page yes. <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> uh, the, the only way I know how to do this profitably is if we are pre-qualifying to a, a ridiculous degree. And we turn away a lot of business up to this point because we weren't able to do it quickly and uh, easily. Uh, Pathpoint is a vendor that we have recently connected with just in the last couple of months. And we're learning their process. They have some limitations. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things they, they can't do on their platform yet because right now they only have two markets in Texas. Uh, they have Westchester and... Um, uh, what was the other one? I've just blanked on it all of a sudden. Crum and Forrester. Sorry. 
Westchester and Cumming Forest are in the process of getting Evanston Markell up on their platform. Uh, but for now, uh, they are helping us get better access to small ENS that we can be profitable. Uh, Tarmica is one of our best friends, uh, but they are predominantly uh, for admitted markets. Uh, but Pathpoint is ENS and they're on the Tarmica platform, which I think is fantastic. All that to say, we're really specific about who we will take on. And I really do follow my own advice. Uh, a lot of agents take a swing at stuff they just should not take a swing at. Now, I think it is really good, especially in ENS, if you are being very intentional with what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. Dabbling in ENS will suck your profitability dry. Uh, Freedom Jumpers, hear me on this. ENS is not somewhere you want to fiddle. You really need to understand the verticals that you're going into. And, you know, the mobile dog grooming company or, you know, the the ones that don't fit into an admitted market, which South Florida has a much more challenging environment than most other regions of the country. Uh, but the simple fact is, if you don't understand a vertical, you're probably going to make a mistake at some point. Whether or not it costs you an E&O claim remains to be seen, but you're almost certainly going to make a mistake somewhere. Mm-hmm. Your underwriter is going to know that you don't know the, the vertical, so they're going to treat your submissions differently. Uh, and you're going to be doing a lot of time and energy chasing. So, so I think I agree with you a hundred percent. I think that the challenge for me is it's if it's, if it's a big enough company and they're, and they're willing to play on my, on my terms, I, I also don't really have a choice as far as turning them away because of their industry. We just read more insurance language and I ask questions that my, that's why I also was able to develop this, this relationship with my underwriter. Like I sit here nice. with both my monitors and I compare my renewals are the quote from last year or the specimen from last year. And, and this year, the renewal that came in and I'm line by line looking, what did they mm. add? What's different? Let's read it. And I highlight it in my proposals. I let them know you didn't have this last year. You have it this year. This is the difference. And Fantastic. that is the standard. We have to do that because I also don't have a choice. Like I also, I can't, turn them away because you know again a mobile dog groomer i'm not interested in doing it anyways but especially like in some of the manufacturing ones that we have like i have to i just read we read policy languages yeah we have to well and you bring up an excellent point cr i i have to acknowledge that that we are in uh now the beginning of our fourth year you know we we had celebrated the end of our third year back on april 1st and we do have a certain amount of flexibility uh, you you can look at my bank statement and see that I'm still very much on the uh, the low end of the cash flow. Uh, every, so much of what we have immediately gets reinvested back into the agency, either through payroll or tech or, or whatever. Uh, but we have bought a little bit of flexibility on turning away accounts that don't right. fit our business model. If we were year one or year two, let's be honest, Freedom Jumper, I'm going to scrap with anybody. I'm going to scrape and claw and try to make something work simply because I got to pay the bills. Right. And, and we do that. We, we turn away the ones that we know are not going to be, you know, enough. Right. And then yeah. that's where the fee helps. But, and just someone, 
we do turn away the if they don't want to play our game because it's kind of the same thing like that a, a lot of people are motivated by the price if 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 we already have the conversation and we feel that's all you want or you only want to give us the general liability and not the rat no like that's how, the way that we are able to turn away the ones that that yeah. don't want to work with us but as far as the industry right now we just have to we no. we put we keep our heads down head down and mm-hmm. we read the language <laughs> we don't have it well, you know and- it's probably worth double clicking on that for a second because you brought it up uh, during your, your walkthrough of your process. And I think it is definitely a bone of contention uh, where a lot of people get bent on the whole, the, the value of are we able to do this uh, or not, you know, profitably. And I think it can be extremely difficult uh, for some people to wrap their head around you know, do I let this person in the door with right. one piece of business or not? And, you know, for us, it's not a matter of if we win all of the business. It's a matter of did you give us a shot mm-hmm. at ev- everything? If you're only willing to have a conversation about your commercial auto and you won't um, bring in the GL, the work comp, the excess or whatever, I think you're not a good fit. And I will be very, very candid to tell the insured, look, here's the thing. You don't have to bring all of your business over, but you have to allow us the opportunity to demonstrate a better program, more value across the board. Exactly. And that makes you not an insurance agent. You're a risk consultant. You're, you're over, you're analyzing their entire program. You can't just make decisions based off of one line. When, when, you know, what if I took the GL and I didn't know that you had an umbrella? Yep. That's a problem. Well, and a perfect example is this roofer that came in through one of our association memberships, the roofing contractors uh, here in Texas. He reached out because he saw our name on uh, the list of preferred vendors for insurance, and we're the only one that's not Marsh, Brown & Brown, mm-hmm. Aon, Gallagher, whatever. Right. Like, there's only the six or box. seven agencies uh, that are listed there. And to my knowledge, I think most of them are a national broker. So we got the call and he's like, hey, uh, I, I need to uh, get this shot. It was commercial auto. He has four trucks at his business. And we had the conversation about the auto. And of course, I immediately pivoted to the rest of the account. I was like, great. So help me understand what's going on uh, with the rest of your program. Obviously, you called about the auto. So that's taking priority in this conversation. Uh, in and working with me and working with Riskwell means that you have us uh, for whatever your program is. Because it's very, very likely that we represent whatever carriers you have right now. Uh, come to find out, he is with a farmer's agent and has Bristol West for auto and has some junk for, uh, for GL and has the state company. And Texas Mutual is, only operates in Texas. But they're really, really solid for roofers work comp. I represent all those companies. Uh, but having that conversation of, yeah, you called about auto, but we're going to have the rest of the conversation. It uncovered another 25000 in premium. And we were able to have a conversation about an installation floater, which he doesn't have right now. And he's like, what's that? I was like, well, you know all that stuff that gets dropped at your job site, but it's not installed yet. It's just sitting on a job site saying, please come steal me. Yeah. It's like, you get coverage for all of that stuff. And he was like, oh, well, I want that. Can I have that? I was like, absolutely. Yeah, every roofer we do, we include an installation floater. What about tools and equipment? Uh, do you make anything available for use of your subcontractors? Do you have, you know, hand tools or, you know, whatever. 
Uh, do you have a, a pneumatic uh, nail gun? Or, no, I think it's pneumatic, right? Air, air, like a, a pressure nail gun. I was like, well, yeah, I provide all that. I was like, okay, well, you're going to need tools and equipment coverage. I was like, well, where does that go in? It was like on the same policy as the installation floater. The, uh, the Inland Marine program is like a Swiss Army knife for your business. He's like, wow, I, I never really thought about that side of things. Like his current agent, poor little farmer's agent, is you know, playing in the big leagues here. <laughs> Uh, they don't, I mean, a farmer's agent doesn't have any access no. to a good in the no. Marine program. That was like, like us with Allstate. Yeah, we could. Yeah, not at all. No. Like, that is Southeast. not what. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Farmers does some things good. Any captive agency can do some things right in commercial. But that's not one of them, for sure. Mm-mm. All that. We're, we're chasing a rabbit here. Sorry. Yeah. That's a very specific. No, no. I'm the one who chased the rabbit. You're not apologizing for that. No worries. No. So yeah. the, uh, <laughs> oh so man. Good. No, when, when it's an informal conversation like this, I get to use my buttons. <laughs> like all of the buttons, uh, you know, if I'm sitting on a, an interview with a carrier CEO, I'm not using the buttons. No. no. Um, yeah, you can tell I'm letting my hair down if you hear the buttons. Uh, so <laughs> all that to say, you know, it, we're very specific about what we write mm-hmm. and we set the stage but then we follow the uh, very specific process. And again, uh, Mr. Langell gets another shout out because literally every single thing that we do starts with a gravity form on our website. We have the public facing forms that are really easy to use uh, that anybody can, can log on to anywhere, uh, any one of our pages and click a get started button and it's going to pop a, a little uh, air box or a light box, I should say, it's what it's called. Um, it's sometimes it's called a modal. It just depends on who your, your webmaster is. But that form is the beginning of the process. We have the public facing version of the form and the exact same form has a, uh, a internal version that has a lot more questions that's specifically designed to be filled out by someone on our team. And the cool thing is it also exists on the website because we just set up a, a page on the website that doesn't have any pretty stuff at all. It's completely right. utility. And it, all it says at the top is internal commercial uh, intake. That's it. And we get on the phone with the person and fill out the discovery process, which is nothing more than a gravity form. Mm-hmm. And goes from there into our uh, AMS, which is now certs, and our CRM, which for right now is active campaign. At some point, I expect to probably be uh, on the Better Agency platform uh, once they're ready. It, it's a ways away. It's probably at least several months from now. Uh, but I would not be at all surprised if I'm back on uh, better agency uh, at some point in the not too distant future. I know that, you know, puts me at odds uh, with our friends at NowCerts and I will say it'll be a fair fight at whatever point we make that decision because NowCerts has been very good to us. We've had a great experience with NowCerts. Uh, they're responsive and they do a lot of things really well. Um, that said, the ability to have an all-in-one AMS and CRM platform that talks seamlessly to Ivan's. Yes. And now with their whole acquisition of Neoteric Agent, Mm -hmm. which they're going to be calling Proposals by Better Agency. It's like Will and Nick and Jordan and the team over there are are doing just a phenomenal job of building an ecosystem. It's Mm -hmm. it's really exciting to watch. But the, the, the process right now uh, goes from the gravity form and kicks into those two platforms. And then from there, we immediately uh, get the rest of the information needed. The cool thing about 
uh, Wonderite is they have integrated digital signature that is uh, incoming uh, very soon. Now they don't have it yet, but they will uh, within the next you know several weeks, uh, almost for sure. Uh, they've been working on it since I think December. They started with that, but we can either do it through Wonderite or if it's uh, something that is one of our bread and butter accounts, we have templates in DocuSign where the supplemental is already filled in as a template in DocuSign where uh, the, the signature forms are already there. So we'll go in and fill in the basics on the DocuSign for them, like their name and address right. and the basics, and then kick it over to them and say, fill this out. And the cool thing about DocuSign is you can set up the CCs automatically so that the moment they finish signing it, it goes straight to the underwriter. And we have it pre-filled so that it goes, uh, d- depending on where we go, which MGA, we have it pre-filled for different things. So like the contractor's app, we know for absolute certainty that Evanston is going to be a really strong market for that. So we already have it queued up in DocuSign. The moment someone completes it, it goes straight to the underwriter. And you know, we you have don't the want other... to see it first? No, I don't. I no, want to see it first. I want to see what just, they're putting there. It's just the supplemental. Yeah, but that's where you get all the information. Like if mm-hmm. they're if they're doing residential, like yeah. I want to see it and and what. what oh, I, I read it after they send it, but yeah. for our process, we put it in the hands of the insurer to make it their responsibility to provide the information. And yeah. then if the underwriter comes back and says, "Hey, I noticed da 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 da," okay, well, cool, we'll, pro- we'll cross that bridge. But see, just from a process how, standpoint, how my process could be more profitable and how I have to let it go a little bit. You know, the conversation that you had with Ryan Hanley, I think it was on his podcast, might have been on yours. I don't remember. It was about a year ago. Yeah, and, it was probably on his. I've been yeah, on his twice. And it's a conversation about like, when are you an insurance agent? When are you a business owner? Yeah, it's something that this is the perfect scenario. Mm-hmm. It, would it be more profitable for me to just let it be sent to the underwriter? Yes, but I feel like I need to see, I need to review it and make sure that it makes sense. Like if they're putting that their payroll is this, but their gross sales is this, where's the lie? Like where, you know, I just, yeah. I, I don't know. I got to no, like, I, I don't disagree with you there. <laughs> uh, part of that template in DocuSign is a loom video that we recorded where we pulled up screen share and went over the application and literally spend eight minutes describing precisely how to fill out the application okay. successfully. That's cool. And in the body of the, the message that comes in from DocuSign, it says, hey, we recorded a walkthrough video of how to fill this out. Watch this if you don't have, if you, you know, if you want to, watch it. If you feel comfortable filling this out on your own, cool, go for it. But as far as the babysitting goes, I don't have time for that. You're right. It, that's, yeah. You see, that's just me. It's... A and control thing. <laughs> here, here's the thing. Do you want to be in control or do you want to write better business more profitably faster? Right. I think that that's, that's the problem. It's because I just want to make sure it's right. Yeah. I want to make sure that the information makes sense. And yes, I could do it on the back end, but then I feel like that's just wasting my time if I catch, the, if I catch it up front. But it, yeah. it does slow down the process for sure. Yeah. No, I don't disagree. That's why there's more than one way to skin a cat. And mm-hmm. uh, there are plenty of people that are going to do it how you do it. And they'll be just fine. Yeah. And there's others that will do it like I do it. And they'll probably be just fine too. Uh, yeah. I definitely prefer speed and efficiency. And if there is a mistake, well, it's the insured who made the mistake. So it's not like they can be upset with me. It's like, you're the one who keyed in that information. 
Right. So let's fix it together. Thank you for not being upset with me uh, because you're the one who put it in. Uh, so all that to say, uh, from that point, uh, we then, you know, have the conversation with the insured, uh, or excuse me, with the underwriter, whatever needs to happen. Uh, you know, if there's missing information somewhere, most of the time discovery makes it very clear what is needed. Uh, if we have to get a, an SOV spreadsheet or we need to ask additional questions about such and such, we'll do that during discovery. And we know ahead of time, if they were uninsured, previously more times than not for these contractors they were uninsured previously so instead of chasing down loss runs right. no you loss. just include a no no loss letter in the DocuSign packet and you're proactive with the underwriter and saying they were look voluntarily uninsured before they're going legit they're, they're doing it the right way moving forward and our underwriters know how we operate so they're cool with that mm-hmm. so the carriers thankfully will accept a known loss letter in lieu of hard copy loss runs because wait for it the loss runs don't exist because there was no coverage mm-hmm. so you know from from there to the end really is uh, just as fast as humanly possible because we'll get it back and then we'll do the review on video just like you described right now we're using loom uh, because there's some functionality with having three monitors and using the uh the quote vids system uh, that Langell has done with with the Advisor Evolved website. So we use Loom because it just works without any glitching. Uh, and I'm talking to Langell, I realize I'm in like the five percent of users that has a problem with quote vids too because of uh, the Screencast-O-Matic plugin. With that problem doesn't impact most people ever at all. So um, we had to find a workaround and patiently wait for proposals by better agency or quote vids three one or the other um, but should you be doing video proposals freedom jumper someone listening to this message or message podcast <laughs> james it's called a podcast not a message uh, if you're not doing video proposals in my opinion uh, you're definitely missing the boat you don't uh, have a because, yes button what's that you don't have a yes button i do not have a yes oh. button it would have been so good yes you have Oh, wait, sorry. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. that yes button. Sorry. I totally missed your joke. I apologize. God. God, I really should get better at this podcasting host thing. So, um, gosh, you threw me off with that. Sorry. My sorry. Bad. Oh, man. Uh, but so, the, yes, should you be doing video proposals? Yes. Yes. Yeah, there you go. I was ready End that of time. the answer. Yes. Yeah. And end of the answer. And it's if 2022. You're not, your your competition is 100 you know two years ago when i started doing uh quote vids it was revolutionary and very few people were doing it consistently you know now it's not as big of a deal as it used to be it's more expected with the more savvy uh, sophisticated do you, clientele do you guys do it for renewals as well when you renew the account no no unless there is a big change mm-hmm. no we'll, we'll we'll typically do a uh we, we cover page everything and there's a comment section on the renewal uh, where we will point out any relevant changes and invite them to uh, schedule time to review it in detail. But the renewals, we typically don't because again, unless there's a, a, a big right, shift, a change, you know, right. they're opening a new vertical in their business or they acquired someone or, you know, some big material change mm-hmm. in that situation. Yeah, we'll, we'll make sure that everything is covered in a video. But then from there, we, we try to be as fast as possible uh, with getting the yes, 
Uh, we, we still use DocuSign, even though their, their sales and marketing team is borderline harassing about. Yeah, I've heard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, you use too many envelopes. Really? Does the internet cost more yeah. because I used more envelopes? Your well, your product. terms of your, your agreement says that you're only allowed to have five envelopes a month or whatever. It's like, you know, I read the terms and conditions and I don't see that you can force me to do anything. So I'm going to pay my $600 a year and I'm going to send as many envelopes as I yeah. dang well please. Yeah. And if you don't like it, well then shut off my access to your system. <laughs> right. Oh, you're not going to do that? You're just going to harass me? Okay. Cool. cool. Well, let me just go ahead and block your phone number and send your emails <laughs> to junk. Enjoy my voicemail. And, and yeah. <laughs> and you can go ahead and leave that voicemail that I will never listen to. Never. <laughs> so, no, I get their voicemails and then just immediately delete it without paying it any attention at all. It's like, okay, sales and marketing from DocuSign. Y'all yeah. haven't got the hint yet in the last six months. I don't know. Can't help you. But yeah, I mean, DocuSign's fantastic. It is the most polished, the most buttoned up signature platform. It has the best functionality. Everything about it is exactly what I want it to be. Except the sales and marketing people right, are right. just complete jerks. So... Uh, I never need service. Like all these other platforms, you know, you talk about, oh, the service team. I've literally never called yeah. the service team at DocuSign because it just works. It works. Yeah, it does what so, it's supposed to do. I hate that it's as good as it is because if I could replace it, I would just because right. the sales and marketing side of things is so yeah. annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's the principle but of it. anyways, if you could put up with the ridiculous behavior of their sales team, DocuSign's an amazing vendor. Uh, if not, then obviously you're not going to be there. But then from there, it's uh, one of my very favorite vendors, Ascend, uh, for the checkout for ENS uh, with the embedded solution of uh, premium financing and point of sale uh, checkout. I know you've had some challenges with Honor Capital uh, where they have messed up some, uh, some payments that they were supposed to make. Uh, how's that going? Are you still using Ascend? Did you go back to uh, IPFS or what's that looking um, like for you? Well, beef, honestly, I've never used IPFS. I just gave them, a, I just did a demo with them this week. I always used to use Bank Direct. It's a company that's out of uh, Tennessee. They're in Nashville. I mm -hmm. use them at my other agency and they're great. They do our financing. We actually learned about them years ago. For when we went to one of Chris Paradiso training, I don't know if he still uses them, but that's where we found them. Um, and they do a great job. They just don't have that uh, integration of being able to pay in full that whole thing that mm -hmm. Ascend is doing. And now that yeah. IPFS, you know, does with their total pay or whatever. So I, I just did a demo with them last week. Hmm. You know, I know this is totally a sidebar, but I'm very curious to see what happens with ePay policy with simply easier payments and these other vendors that are only payment portal right. where they don't have any component uh, of other uh, pieces of the puzzle. Like now that IPFS and Ascend both are doing both of them in a one platform where you've got mm -hmm. premium financing it's baked powerful. in to a payment portal. If I'm ePay, I'm sitting here going, what do we need to do to be more relevant and forward thinking and innovative? Because when IPFS and Ascend are both smoking your value proposition, where does that leave ePay? It's it's I mean, it's a it's a shame they didn't think of it before to embed the financing, because then they would have had they would have owned it. Oh, because eBay ePay is so good at the checkout, yeah. like it is the fastest and easiest checkout. It really is just super streamlined. But they don't have any way of integrating the premium financing at the point of sale with right. the insured. 
and both IPFS and Ascend, which obviously at this point, everybody knows Ascend is the horse that I chose to ride. Mm -hmm. uh, I, both of those other vendors do it at a very high level. Mm -hmm. So the next, I don't know, year or two, three is going to be make or break for, for ePay policy because they have to figure that out. I don't know what they do to, to up the, their ante. I know that a lot of the brokers use them because I make some of my payments through, through them. So mm -hmm. maybe they're heavier yeah. on that side. Well, RT Specialty, which mm -hmm. is a very large percentage of our ENS business, uh, RT has a, a national agreement with ePay. Mm -hmm. So I, I can only imagine how many millions of dollars in revenue yeah. that is. But uh, anyways, I, I think just to, as we you know, wrap this thing up, because we've been recording for 51 minutes before the bumper gets added in, I think if you're going to do it profitably, you have to have two things. You have to have a process that is really buttoned up, that everybody on your team is following. And you have to have the right vendors at the right points in the process. Because if you're listening to this Freedom Jumper and you are trying to figure out how can I write ENS more profitably? How can I get faster and more efficient? It really just comes down to two things, process and tech. Because I would say three. Because of, uh, and find the underwriter that ha supports you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. need the underwriter on your team. I wasn't even thinking about the MGA. Yeah. You're yeah. absolutely well, right. Well, if it's Pathpoint, then yeah, that, that would solve it. But if you have to use an MGA and you have to speak yeah. to a human and do that, you need to yeah. have someone that's on your team. Well, and in all fairness, Pathpoint has a lot of potential. I'm very excited yes. about what they bring to the marketplace. They are definitely not even remotely close to being ready to be a one-stop shop. Mm -hmm. they're, they're not there yet. Yeah, and I say that with hesitation because I don't want to make it seem like I'm bashing them. I am not. I no, think Pathpoint no, no, no. is the real deal. Yeah. They're just not quite ready for the big time yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but thanks for pointing that out. You definitely need a yeah. great MGA underwriter I mean, because for sure. Without, for me, it, it has changed our agency for sure. Being able to have access to that underwriter that gets me things max worst case scenario 48 hours. And that's because I sent them someone that has like a six figure claim. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's an account that has some hair on it yeah. and he probably won't even do it. Like it's not, it, it's not the typical thing. He sends it to me. I send him a submission at seven 30 on a Thursday. He said, he responds, I'll get it to you first thing in the morning. Mm. And first thing in the morning, that's I solid gold, man. Yeah. That is, that yeah. is exactly what you want from yep. an ENS underwriter. Yep. Cause if you're waiting three days, no, can you imagine if every quote that came up? Yeah. If every quote that came across my desk, I had to wait three days. Hmm. Well, that's, that's normal though. Two yeah. or three business days is a standard turnaround time for most MGAs. And that's why I think a lot of agents don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Because it's the underwriter that they're dealing with are not the ones that they should be. They, they need yeah. to find... You know, I texted you the other day asking you for who's your underwriter at a certain place because the one that I have is not responsive. So yeah. I will move on. Well, and what did I do? I gave you their direct information because it's a blue ocean thing. It, does that mean that if... I give you their information and you send them something and they're working on your submission. You know what that means? They're not working on my submission at that moment. And that's totally okay. Mm -hmm. Because that's how we play this game in a blue ocean mentality. And that's actually really important to note on the ENS side of things because there's almost nothing that's completely automated on the right. ENS side. Almost everything on the ENS side happens manually with direct human contact. So... Yeah. Anything else you want to add before we uh, before we land this plane? Uh, no, I would just tell people to not be afraid of it. I mean, there's opportunities to make money on it. it like you said, if we if you just you know 
go after, if you can define what you want to go after, one of the things that I also did that I learned in Killing Commercial was ask the underwriter, what do you like to write? Mm-hmm. What do you like to write as an underwriter? What are the types of accounts you enjoy writing and what are you good at? What is your forte? What did you do before this? What's the industries that you know? You know, if you send them things they like, they like you. Yep. I even asked my my one underwriter, hey, did you lose any accounts that you really wish you didn't? What do we need? You know, I'll go after them. Yeah. So, you know, Love it's that. a partnership. Yeah, it's a partnership. And I feel like if they feel like it's not just it, I'm not in it for me. I'm here to help them grow their book. I mean, it. we've had a good relation, a really, really good relationship with, with them. I would say the key is to find an underwriter that you click with, that, that you guys get along, and then treat them good with your submissions. Don't shotgun approach the market. You know, don't do that. That's not nice. That's not playing nice. <laughs> Give them first look. That's what we do. Give them first look, and then they tell us yes or no. No, send yeah. it to your other ones. I think yeah. that's what has helped us earn his trust, yeah. and he, he, you know, he, he, he rushes our stuff. Well, you got to show some loyalty. Yes. If you want loyalty from them, if you want respect, then you have to show it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. pick whoever your favorite is and give them first dibs at it. Mm-hmm. Every single time you, you've got something that is in what you know is their wheelhouse. Right, right. Give that one favorite underwriter first shot at everything you know that they're having right. their appetite. That they like, right. Yeah. No, I, I love it. Cool. Well, this was a really interesting eclectic conversation yeah. I, I the ens side of things when i ask people hey what do you want to hear about from afp uh, that is the one thing that has been consistently said is i want to know more about ens like how do you do it how do you do it effectively how do you do it profitably and that is that is basically this episode in its entirety you know what's one of the things that i've done too real quick from again one of your wednesday classes that i went to so if you aren't going to it you should be um, is I'm trying to learn the OneNote environment and all that stuff mm-hmm. and like making my internet. And what I'm doing is by broker, putting the, the policy specimen in there and specifically putting the exclusions and the endorsements available. So that way I don't have to, you know, it's a million carriers. There's no way I'm going to be able to memorize them. So I have yep. them there and I can go and compare it there. We have it listed a quick summary of what it means in plain English. If we need to explain it to, to the insured, like we have, we're building our little like document library there to make mm-hmm. it easier. Well, wait, I know I, I did it with the cyber stuff because the cyber stuff is crazy. Like the exclusions and the, this and the sublimits, all that stuff. I have an Excel sheet where I have it laid out because otherwise it's just all over the place. I can't remember yeah. it all. And that oh, way, yeah. whenever someone else comes into work, they'll have access to that Excel sheet and they could start learning it for themselves. So that's definitely helped with all the different markets. The so. the process of downloading your brain into documents, that is, we're in the middle of it right now uh, with Jennifer joining our team because there's so many things that I haven't so documented because I haven't, <laughs> oh. I haven't needed to because I, yeah. I was the entire commercial right. department. We right. didn't have a CSR. We didn't have another producer. We didn't have a VA dedicated to commercial. It was me. So I haven't had to download it. And that's kind of what I want to avoid. Yeah. I want to avoid that. Like, I feel like please, if you please can please avoid it because every, it's a giant pain in the butt. <laughs> right. Everything you're learning now, like, you know, with these situations, put it in there, document it, make it in the library form. Yeah. Yeah. Because if it's out of your brain, if it's been downloaded into a document, it means you don't have to explain it to anyone on your right. team. You literally just say, 
here you go. Here's the document that I created for this specific process. Let me know if you have any questions. Yep. Yep. And maybe it's a video, maybe it's a screen share sitting inside of an intranet on a SharePoint page in your Microsoft or whatever Google's version of SharePoint is for creating an intranet. But yeah, that's that's definitely part of how we take the next step. Yep. For sure. Yeah. That's hey, helped. you uh you casually threw in uh invitations to the shop talk on Wednesdays. Uh, and good. that is definitely there. Uh, Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central, every single Wednesday. If I'm not traveling somewhere, uh, we're going to have that call. Uh, it is it's shop talk. It is not, you know, a lecture from yours truly. It is a an interactive, come with questions, come with commentary, you know, anything that, that you, uh, listener, Freedom Jumper, uh, want to participate in the process. Uh, it really is a collaborative thing. So Yeah, whenever uh, I have a meeting been, on Wednesday, I'm upset. Well, you know, you are in charge of your calendar. I know. You know, there's so many things we can talk about because that's another thing that I need to fix that I, I, I heard with Brandon Smith. A day, one day for your appointments because it's just too much. I People tell sucking you, up time on the calendar. It's too much. That it, one thing was the reason why I created this shop talk, uh, the, the Zoom call. That was the beginning of all of it. And I was like, wait a second. I can call this agency Freedom Shop Talk and it ties in with the brand and the podcast and everything. But even aside from that, I was going to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 100% it ties in with the mission. But if you want to talk to me and you're a peer in the industry, if you got a question or my favorite, you want to quote unquote pick my brain about something which is just the strangest phrase. I don't even know <laughs> where that came from. But okay, well, you want to do that? Great. I am perfectly happy to talk with you. Come on the live call Wednesday at 11 Central and we can hash out whatever you want to hash. You, you just don't get one-on-ones anymore. No, uh, and, I mean, you're, well, you're one person and you have a business to run. So yeah, that's you know, fair. I, I, hear, I hear people talking about, oh, I'm always available to, you know, people that are, you know, running paid programs and agency freedom is not a paid program yet. At some point it will be down the road, but it's not there yet. You know, these, these people that are available at crazy hours and they're so selfless with their time. And then I'm analyzing that going, why, why am I not? And then I remember, oh, it's because they have so many systems and processes built in. There's so much structure in other parts of their operation they've chosen to spend their time and make themselves available in ways that I'm not able to at this point. So, but yeah, they, I'm not naming names because Allison will give me a hard time if I say a certain name in another episode again. <laughs> I heard it. I heard yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there won't be any names named of that regard, Allison. Don't you worry. Um, but yeah, this, gosh, we, we hit an hour. I thought this was going to be a 30 this or 40 is, minute episode. We just, we just rambled on and we're, on. <laughs> we're two talkers here. Yeah, so for sure. uh, I don't know why I thought that that was going to be possible. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are you good if we wrap? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. And look, I have a, well, I have a page of notes. I told you I was going to learn from you. You're, you're co-host. You're not supposed I to be know, taking but notes. So, listen, I learn in every, I try to learn something in every situation. So yeah. Very, I have, very well I have my notes here. <laughs> well, and the thing is, I'm going to I'm gonna take from another podcast that you and I both listen to and just call this Gravier Sessions 1. <laughs> and yeah, and every time you come back and co-host, and let's be honest, awesome. you'll be on here again. Uh, it's, you know, Gravier Session 2 Perfect. and 3 awesome. and 4. I'm looking at you, Josh Gurley. Why haven't you been on yeah, yet? I listen, let's let's Josh, correct Gur- that. Gurley has some nuggets in his sessions. He's so you good. You want to talk about I'm a dude that will him. spit some knowledge. 
Yeah, that I guy. love him. Yeah. No, if he's Super teaching, nice I'm in the audience. On top of that. Yeah. Great instructor on, and teaching us on how to do what we do, but also just such a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, they don't fan. make him any nicer than Josh no. Gurley. Yeah, a genuinely nice. kind-hearted person for sure. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. That That's it. All this right. is the yeah. episode. We are done rambling. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, that episode is in the books. It is episode 53, the Agency Freedom Podcast, where we take uh, insurance professionals from captivity to freedom. Make it a great day, boys and girls. We will talk to you again real soon. Thanks for listening to the Agency Freedom Podcast. Please subscribe to AFP on your favorite podcasting platform to get automatic updates on every new episode and help other people find us organically. If you like the content you hear, please drop us a quick review and tell the world what you like best. Most importantly, please share agency freedom with someone you know who is still on the captive side of the insurance world. They'll thank you later. You can connect with other Freedom Jumpers, ask questions, get advice, and share your best practices in our Facebook group. Just type Agency Freedom Podcast in the search bar. Visit our website at agencyfreedompodcast.com to sign up for our email list and get access to exclusive resources and sign up to be a potential future guest on the show. We welcome your comments, feedback, and ideas. Email podcast at riskwell.com and we'll look forward to hearing from you. Agency Freedom Podcast, where we help our listeners go from captive to indie to market domination. Until next time, let's go.